Section 5B, Joint Force, 5.6, The Joint Team. Air power has demonstrated its success to meet our homeland and international security challenges by leveraging our respective capabilities and maximizing synergistic results. Cyber operations guarantee our capability to operate in any contested cyber domain to support vital land, sea, air, and space missions by developing capabilities to protect essential military cyber systems and to speed their recovery if an attack does occur. In these interdependent domains, the Air Force possesses unique capabilities for ensuring global mobility, long-range strike, and intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. Operations among the air, land, maritime, space, and cyber domains are increasingly interdependent upon each other for the success of any and all national military objectives. We now rarely see any one service or any one country unilaterally plan, organize, or execute an operation, but we see inclusiveness with joint, coalition, and sometimes interagency partners, whereby we depend on each other to succeed in today's complex environment. Through this interdependence, we are able to select the right resources and capabilities from each other. These capabilities simply do not get used when a contingency arises, but are synergized and tested through such venues as exercises and operations to ensure all joint. And when necessary, coalition partners can meet the desired objectives at the right time and right place. 5.7 Joint and Coalition Capabilities As our nation and its armed forces are confronted with a multitude of priorities, we must be mindful to advance only the necessary resources to ensure that the right capabilities are integrated and interoperable across all domains of air, space, and cyberspace. Competing priorities today must be carefully measured against all military capabilities, ensuring that quality, not necessarily quantity, smartly contributes to a faster, more flexible, and agile response force. We must rely on the strengths of others or be interdependent while ensuring all capabilities can effectively intertwine or be interoperable to achieve an overarching objective. One of the first successful operational actions of combining joint and coalition integration was experienced during operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm. These operations demonstrated the value and effectiveness of joint and combined military operations, the unique capabilities of each of our military services, and those of each of our allies, were exploited during various phases of both operations. The combined force provided a synergistic combat capability which brought the greatest possible military power of the coalition force to bear against the opponent. Likewise, our experience also reaffirmed the importance of joint and combined training, the value of forward presence, and the validity sequencing for power projection. Note. One of the founding initiatives, which addressed joint interdependence and joint interoperability, was the Goldwater-Nichols Department of Defense Reorganization Act of 1986. Joint Operations Although individual services may plan and conduct operations to accomplish tasks and missions in support of Department of Defense objectives, the primary way the Department of Defense employs two or more branches of service in a single operation, particularly in combat, is through joint operations. Joint operations is the general term used to describe military actions conducted in specified command relationships. Based on the fundamental principles for joint command and control, roles are the broad and enduring purposes for which the services and the combatant commands were established in law. Functions are the appropriate assigned duties, responsibilities, missions, or tasks of an individual, office, or organization. 
Combatant Command, Command Authority. Combatant Command, Command Authority, abbreviated as COCOM, is the authority of a combatant commander to perform functions of command over assigned forces involving, organizing, and employing commands and forces, assigning tasks, designating objectives, and giving authoritative direction over all aspects of military operations, joint training, or in the case of U.S. Special Operations Command, training of assigned forces, and logistics necessary to accomplish the missions assigned to the command. It cannot be delegated or transferred. Operational Control Operational Control, OPCON, is inherent in COCOM and is the authority to perform those functions of command over subordinate forces involving organizing and employing commands and forces, assigning tasks, designating objectives, and giving authoritative direction necessary to accomplish the mission. OPCON is the command authority that may be exercised by commanders at any echelon at or below the level of combatant command and may be delegated within the command. While OPCON includes authoritative direction over all aspects of military operations and joint training necessary to accomplish missions assigned to the command, it does not include authoritative direction for logistics or matters of administration, discipline, internal organization, or unit training. Tactical Control Tactical Control, TACON, is inherent in OPCON and is the command authority over assigned or attached forces or commands, or military capability of forces made available for taskings that are limited to the detailed direction and control of movements or maneuvers within the operational area necessary to accomplish assigned missions or tasks. TACON may be delegated to and exercised by commanders at any echelon at or below the level of combatant command. Administrative Control Administrative Control, ADCON is direction or exercise of authority over subordinate or other organizations in respect to administration and support, including organization of service forces, control of resources and equipment, personnel management, unit logistics, individual and unit training, readiness, mobilization, demobilization, discipline, and other matters not included in the operational missions of subordinate or other organizations. ADCON is a service command authority that flows through service, not joint channels. This authority is not an operational command authority, but provides the requisite authority for services to execute their individual, organize, train, and equip functions. ADCON may be delegated to and exercised by commanders of service forces assigned to a combatant commander at any echelon at or below the level of service component command. ADCON is subject to the command authority of combatant commanders. Service commanders exercising ADCON will not usurp the authorities assigned by a combatant commander having COCOM over commanders of assigned service forces. Unity of Command and Unity of Effort Unity of Command means all forces operate under a single commander with the requisite authority to direct all forces employed in pursuit of a common purpose. Unity of Effort, however, requires coordination and cooperation among all forces toward a commonly recognized objective although they are not necessarily part of the same command structure. During multinational operations and interagency coordination, unity of command may not be possible, but the requirement for unity of effort becomes paramount. Unity of effort, coordination through cooperation and common interests, is an essential complement to unity of command. Support A support relationship is established by a superior commander between subordinate combatant commanders when one organization should aid 
protect, complement, or sustain another force. The designation of supporting relationships is important as it conveys priorities to commanders and staffs that are planning or executing joint operations. The establishing authority, the common superior commander, is responsible for ensuring that both the supported commander and supporting commanders understand the degree of authority that the supported commander is granted. Note, all National Guard and Reserve Forces, except those specifically exempted, are assigned by the Secretary of Defense to the combatant commands. However, those forces are available for operational missions only when mobilized for specific periods, by law, or when ordered to regular Air Force after being validated for employment by their parent service. 5.8 Joint Force Organization Joint forces are established at three levels. Unified Combatant Commands, Subordinate Unified Combatant Commands, and Joint Task Forces. These organizations are commanded by a Joint Force Commander, a term applied to a Combatant Commander, Subordinate Unified Combatant Commander, or Joint Force Commander authorized to exercise Combatant Command, Command Authority, or Operational Control over a Joint Force. Joint Force Commander Joint Force Commander responsibilities are to provide a clear commander's intent and timely communication of specified tasks, together with any required coordinating and reporting requirements. A Joint Force Commander is responsible for the transfer of forces and other capabilities to designated subordinate commanders for accomplishing assigned tasks. A Joint Force Commander will provide all available information to subordinate commanders that affect their assigned missions and objectives. Commander Air Force Forces The title of Commander of Air Force Forces, COMAFOR, is reserved to identify the Air Force Commander of an Air Force component. This component could be assigned or attached to a Joint Force Commander at the Unified Combatant Command, Subordinate Unified Combatant Command, or Joint Task Force level. Operationally, the COMAFOR could be prepared to employ Air Force Forces as directed by the Joint Force Commander, and if directed, be prepared to employ Joint Air Forces as the Joint Force Air Component Commander. In either event, the COMAFOR should also ensure that Air Force Forces are prepared to execute the missions assigned by the Joint Force Commander. The COMAFOR should normally be designated at a command level above the operating forces and should not be dual-headed as commander of one of the subordinate operating units. This enables the COMAFOR to focus at the operational level of war, while subordinate combatant commanders lead their units at the tactical level. Air Expeditionary Task Force when forming an Air Expeditionary Task Force, the COMAFOR should draw first from in-theater resources, if available. If augmentation is needed, or if in-theater forces are not available, the Air Force will draw from the Air Expeditionary Force currently on rotation. These forces, whether in-theater or deployed from out-of-theater, should be fully supported with the requisite maintenance, logistical support, health services, and administrative elements. These forces will form up within the Air Expeditionary Task Force as expeditionary wings, groups, squadrons, flights, detachments, or elements to provide reasonable spans of command and control elements at appropriate levels and to provide unit identity. Air Operations Center 
Air Expeditionary Task Force Command and control mechanisms are in place and are usually known as an Air Operations Center. An Air Operations Center may be regionally or functional, aligning with the purpose of the Unified Combatant Command they support. The COMA-4 requires command activities as tools to assist in exercising operational control, tactical control, and administrative control. The COMA-4 uses an Air Operations Center to exercise control of air and space operations, and a service component staff, commonly called the Air Force Forces Staff, to exercise support operations and administrative control. Air Force Forces Staff an Air Expeditionary Task Force needs a command entity responsible for the deployment and sustainment of Air Force forces. The Air Force Forces Staff is the mechanism through which the COMA-4 exercises service responsibilities. These sustainment activities are commonly referred to as beds, beans, and bullets. The Air Force Forces Staff is also responsible for the long-range planning and theater engagement operations that fall outside the Air Operations Center's current operational focus. Joint Force Air Component Commander If air assets from more than one service are present within a joint force, the Joint Force Commander normally will designate a Joint Force Air Component Commander, JFAC, to exploit the full capabilities of joint air operations. The JFAC should be the service component commander with the preponderance of air capabilities and the ability to plan, task, and control joint air operations. If working with allies in a coalition or alliance operation, the JFAC may be designated as the Combined Force Air Component Commander. The JFAC recommends the proper employment of Air Force forces from multiple components. The JFAC also plans, coordinates, allocates, executes, and assesses air and space operations to accomplish assigned operational missions. Because of the wide scope of air operations, the JFAC will typically maintain the same joint operating area theater-wide perspective as the Joint Force Commander. The JFAC, as with any component commander, should not be dual-hatted as the Joint Force Commander. The COMA-4 exercises operational control of Air Force forces and acting as a JFAC, normally exercises tactical control of any Navy, Army, Marine, and coalition air assets made available for tasking. Note. Joint and Air Force doctrine recommend that the service component commander, with the preponderance of forces to be tasked and the ability to command and control those forces, should be designated as the functional component commander if the Joint Force commander elects to establish one. Historic experience has shown that the COMA-4 is normally designated as the JFAC. In preparation for this, the U.S. Air Force plans and trains to employ through a COMA-4 who is then prepared to assume responsibilities as a JFAC, if so designated. Section 5C, Joint Planning, 5.9, Joint Planning Process. Joint planning consists of planning activities associated with joint military operations by combatant commanders and their subordinate joint force commanders. In response to contingencies and crises, Joint planning is a means of preparing and managing joint forces for mobilization, deployment, employment, sustainment, redeployment, and demobilization. At the national level, joint planning ties the military instrument of national power to the achievement of national security goals and objectives and is essential to securing strategic end states across the range of military operations. Planning begins with the end state in mind providing a unifying purpose around which actions and resources are focused. 
Note, military end state is the set of required conditions that defines achievement of military objectives. It normally represents a point in time or circumstances beyond which the U.S. President does not require the military as the primary means to achieve remaining national objectives. Aside from its obvious association with strategic or operational objectives, clearly defining the military end state promotes unity of effort, facilitates synchronization, helps clarify, and may reduce risk. Integrated planning process. While the focus of joint planning is at the combatant commander level, planning is conducted at every echelon of command and across the range of military options. Joint planning employs an integrated process for orderly, analytical, and coordinated problem solving and decision making known as the joint planning process. In peacetime, the process is structured to support the thorough, fully coordinated development of deliberate plans. In crisis, the process can be adapted to support the dynamic requirements of changing events. In wartime, the process is modified to accommodate greater decentralization of planning activities. Joint planning process steps. The joint planning process consists of a set of logical steps to examine a mission, develop, analyze, and compare alternative course of actions, select the best course of action, develop a concept of operations, and produce a plan or order. The joint planning process consists of seven steps identified here. Planning initiation. For planning initiation, appropriate authority, such as the U.S. President, Secretary of Defense, or combatant commander, recognizes potential for employing military capability in a particular contingency or crisis, and decides to develop military options. Mission analysis. Key mission analysis activities include things such as review of initial planning guidance and intelligence, developing the mission statement, determining known facts and developing planning assumptions, conducting an initial force allocation review, and developing mission success criteria, measures of effectiveness for the mission. Course of Action Development Staffs develop courses of actions, COA, to provide unique choices to the commander, all oriented on accomplishing the military end state. COAs describe who will take action, what type of military action will take place, when the action will occur, where the action will occur, why the action is required, the purpose, and how the action will take place, the method of employment of forces. Course of Action Analysis The COA analysis step closely examines potential COAs to reveal details that will allow the commander and staff to evaluate them and identify advantages and disadvantages. Wargaming is a conscious effort to visualize the flow of an operation. Given friendly and adversary dispositions, capabilities, strengths, and possible COAs, Wargaming allows the planning staff and commander to analyze each COA for feasibility. Course of Action Comparison A COA comparison is a subjective process whereby the COAs are independently evaluated against a set of criteria established by the commander and staff. This step should identify and recommend the COA that has the greatest probability of success against the adversary COA that is of most concern to the commander. Course of Action Approval In the COA approval step, the staff briefs the commander on the COA comparison and wargaming results and recommends a COA for approval. The commander may approve the COA, modify it, or direct the staff to reiterate portions of the joint operation planning process. Plan or order development. 
the Commander's Staff and Subordinate Functional or Service Component Staffs develop more detailed plans, supporting plans, or orders as required by the mission. 5.10 Planning Planning is the deliberate process of balancing ways, means, and risk to achieve directed objectives and attain desired end states by synchronizing and integrating the employment of the joint force. It is the art and science of interpreting direction and guidance and translating it into executable activities within imposed limitations to achieve a desired objective or attain an end state. Combatant commanders use the joint planning process to develop combatant command campaign plans and contingency plans. Theater and global campaign plans are the centerpiece of Department of Defense's planning construct. They provide the means to translate combatant command theater or functional strategies into executable plans. Theater and global campaign plans provide the vehicle for linking steady-state shaping activities to current operations and contingency plans. Campaign plans. A campaign is a series of related major operations aimed at accomplishing strategic and operational objectives within a given time and space. Planning for a campaign is appropriate when the contemplated military operations exceed the scope of a single major operation. Thus, campaigns are often the most extensive joint operations in terms of time and other resources. Campaign planning has its greatest application in the conduct of large-scale combat operations, but can be used across the range of military operations. When the scope of contemplated military operations exceeds the authority or capabilities of a single combatant commander to plan and execute, the U.S. President or Secretary of Defense directs the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to implement global campaign plans or global planning procedures and assist the Secretary of Defense in the strategic direction and integration of the planning effort. Situations that may call for global campaign plans and assessments range from major combat operations to the threat of asymmetric attack that extend across combatant command boundaries and functions and require the strategic integration of the campaigns and major operations of two or more combatant commanders. One example of a threat that is inherently global and poses risk across boundaries is adversary exploitation and attack of Department of Defense computer networks on the global information grid. Another example requiring global unity of effort is the threat from transnational terrorists and weapons of mass destruction. Contingency plans. Contingency plans are developed in anticipation of a potential crisis outside of crisis conditions. A contingency is a situation that likely would involve military forces in response to natural and man-made disasters, terrorists, subversives, military operations by foreign powers, or other situations as directed by the U.S. President or Secretary of Defense. The Joint Planning and Execution Community uses deliberate planning to develop plans for a broad range of contingencies. Commanders and staffs prepare supporting plans that describe how supporting commanders intend to achieve their assigned objectives and or tasks. Supporting commanders and staffs develop these plans responsibly in collaboration with the supported commander's planners. As part of this collaborative process, supported commanders specify the level of detail required and review and approve the resulting supporting plans. 5.11 Crisis Planning a crisis is an incident or situation that typically develops rapidly and creates a condition of such diplomatic, economic, or military importance that the U.S. President or Secretary of Defense considers a commitment of U.S. armed forces and resources to achieve national objectives. It may occur with little or no warning. It is fast-breaking and requires accelerated decision-making. Sometimes a single crisis may spawn another crisis elsewhere. 
crisis planning is conducted when an emergent situation arises. The planning team will analyze approved contingency plans with like scenarios to determine if an existing plan applies. If a contingency plan is appropriate to the situation, it may be executed through an operation order or fragmentary order. In a crisis, planning usually transitions rapidly to execution, so there is limited deviation between the plan and initial execution. Joint Planning and Execution Community The Joint Planning and Execution Community, JPEC Monitor, plan, assess, and execute joint operations to ensure the Joint Force Commander's seamless transition from planning to execution during times of crisis. This process spans across organizational levels, including the interaction between Secretary of Defense and combatant commanders, which ultimately helps the U.S. President and Secretary of Defense decide when, where, and how to commit U.S. armed forces. Clear strategic guidance and frequent interaction between senior leaders and planners promote early understanding and agreement for planning assumptions, considerations, risks, and other key factors. 5.12 Joint Operation Orders Important aspects and types of joint operation orders are described here. Warning Order A warning order, WARNORD, issued by the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is a planning directive that initiates the development and evaluation of military COAs by a supported commander and requests that the supported commander submit a commander's estimate. Planning Order A planning order, PlanORD, is a planning directive that provides essential planning guidance and directs the initiation of plan development before the directing authority approves a military COA. Alert Order An alert order, Alert Ord, is a planning directive that provides essential planning guidance and directs the initiation of a plan development after the directing authority approves a military COA. An alert or does not authorize execution of the approved COA. Prepared to deploy order. The Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by the authority of and at the direction of the U.S. President or Secretary of Defense, issues a prepared to deploy order to increase or decrease the deployability posture of units to deploy or redeploy forces, or to direct any other action that would signal planned military action or its termination in response to a particular crisis event or incident. Deployment Redeployment Order A deployment or redeployment order is a planning directive from the Secretary of Defense, issued by the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that authorizes and directs the transfer of forces between combatant commands by reassignment or attachment. A deployment or redeployment order normally specifies the authority that the gaining combatant commander will exercise over the transferred forces. Concept of Operations A concept of operations, CONOPS, is a statement or outline used to present a commander's assumptions or intent with regard to an operation or series of operations. CONOPS are designed to give an overall picture of an operation or emerging issue. Execution Order only the U.S. President and Secretary of Defense have the authority to approve and direct the initiation of military operations. The Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by the authority of and at the direction of the U.S. President or Secretary of Defense, may subsequently issue an execute order, exord, to initiate military operations. Supported and supporting commanders and subordinate joint force commanders use an exord to implement the approved CONOPS. Operation Order an operation order, an operation order, OPORD, is a directive issued by a commander to subordinate commanders for the purpose of affecting the coordinated execution of an operation, 
Joint op-boards are prepared under joint procedures in prescribed formats during crisis action planning. Fragmentary order. A fragmentary order, FRAGORD, is an abbreviated form of a verbal, written, or digital operation order, which eliminates the need for restating information contained in a basic operation order, while enabling dissemination of changes to previous orders. It is usually issued as needed or on a day-to-day -day basis.